0: How's it going? My name's Ben Henschel. I'm Lauder DeSantis. Right, today we're going to talk a little bit about Avengers Endgame, which is probably the biggest movie of the first half of this year at least. Um, and the end of the Infinity Saga, which is the first twenty two movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe spinning spanning uh three phases. Right?
1: Yeah, we I've seen it three times. Ben, yeah, you've I've seen, seen it four. Seen yeah. it four times. So um, that goes to show just how rewatchable it is it's oh yeah just, it was so great we'll start off with some non-spoiler things mm-hmm. so obviously really big in scope like Infinity War um they didn't give a lot away in the marketing which is no. great yeah I'm really it was really good I'm happy that they did that because you kind of go in not knowing much um but obviously it's very emotional it's very it's action packed there's great humor overall it's it's a great Marvel movie, but it's also just um, an amazing conclusion. Yeah. Uh, you don't see many movie series wrap up like like this one did.
0: No, you you really don't. And I mean, I think um, it's an incredible experience, especially for people who have seen the movies. Um, and it definitely works um, as a good movie um, by itself. I'd say it's probably not um, top three or top five in terms of best standalone like, if you're someone who's never seen a Marvel movie before and don't know the characters and you just want to watch a good movie, I wouldn't say it's top five there. But if if, if you've seen these movies and you're at least a little bit um, familiar with some of the characters, this is, in my opinion, probably one or two. I mean, this is, this is top two for me. I mean, it was just such an incredible culmination. The callbacks were amazing. It was so nostalgic. And really, I mean, the first showing was, it was an event. I mean, it was, it was so incredible. And, um, really it's tough to describe kind of the feeling and the payoffs and the end of, end of some of the character arcs. Um, but it was, it was amazing.
1: I'd go as far as to say it was my favorite theater experience I've ever had. Oh, for I sure. I don't think I'll ever have an experience like that again. Uh, everyone was cheering. Everyone was getting so into it. It didn't even take away from the movie. It just added to the excitement. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like you said, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of great moments and callbacks. I think the characters are handled fairly well. Most of the characters um, are, are pretty great in this movie, and there's a lot of good moments for everyone, and they wrap up a lot of character arcs. Yeah. So overall, I'd say it, it was great. It yeah. was definitely, definitely my top five. It might be my top two.
0: Yeah. All right, well, um, from this point on, it's gonna, pretty much everything's going to be spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, which is very few people right now, um, then head out and go see the movie and then listen to this once you're done. Uh, but kinda first I have to talk about the structure, right? I mean it's kinda divided into three acts, right? You've got this kind of emotional post snap period where it kinda goes through all of the Avengers' lives after the snap. Um one of my only criticisms with the movie is that you don't really see much of a perspective from everyone else. It's just kind of in the focus of the Marvel characters. You don't really get to see how the public was affected on a mass scale, other than a couple different smaller times. But um, I really loved the way that they went with some of the characters because they put them at their lowest point, and then they said, okay, where exactly would this character go from here? And then you saw Natasha wasn't going to stop. So she was basically just continuously and strenuously looking for problems um, and looking for crime that was still going on um, and didn't give that part up captain america was helping people who had lost um kind of their loved ones kind of in the same way that falcon did in winter soldier he kind of helped with grief counseling and um was kind of there for those people and because i mean he knew what it was like to kind of lose everybody that you knew um because he woke up in a different time and had to cope with that and again about the he just had to move on that was something that he stressed and, of course, we see later that really there was no moving on, both in the sense that they brought them back and both in the sense that he went back to basically where he was always kind of destined to go in these movies.
1: And then uh, you get into the second act, which is the, the quantum time travel. That's that's where you get most of your fan service. That's where you get uh, a really fun kind of, It's they call it time heist. Yeah. And so you see the Avengers split up into different groups, and they're all going to different times and getting the stones back. Yeah. And so it's really exciting. It's super fun. That's where you get a lot of the, the great jokes. A lot of characters come back, and it's just really fun to see. Every time a character came back, you just you get even more excited. Yeah. And um, it just shows how much care was put into that. Um, I did have. This was probably the act where I had the most problems with. Or yeah. I had most of my problems just because I feel like they set the first act up so dramatic and you know everyone everyone's griefing and yeah it's it's really sad and then you get to this and everyone's kind of more lighthearted there's not as high stakes yeah you feel like they have all the time in the world to really get these stones yeah so it's almost feels like now you're back at a, an original avengers or age of ultron sure. you kind of get that feel where mm-hmm. you, i kind of wish there was more of that urgency yeah. That they could have felt in the in the time travel. But I did think it was nice how they set it apart from other time travel movies. Those time travel movies are just confusing. Yeah. You can pick them all you want. But the Russos kind of said in the movies, they're saying, all right, don't pay attention to any of that. This isn't like any other time travel in any other yeah. movie. So yeah. just, th- this is the, our own thing.
0: Yeah. And I mean, going back, you can't change the future. That's a, that's a plot hole that a lot of people have talked about. But, I mean that it was explained by Hulk pretty quickly, but it was, and it was that if you can't... When you go back and you change something, you're opening up a branch reality um, that is now kind of adjacent to the one that... um, The original kind of 616 universe that, that that these stories are in, right? You're creating a branch reality. You're not changing anything that has happened or anything that will happen in the future, right? You're just creating a branch based off of what could have happened, right? It's kind of like... Um, the Ancient One brought up that like s- stream in the movie where she like yeah. throws it out and it's that energy kind of that the main history in this universe is kind of linear, right? It's all set and um, the variance creates the branch realities and that's what happens there. Everything is kind of concrete like everything's set but the change comes in the branch realities.
1: And I think that's also this uh, The second act is where you see a lot of Character big character moments. Mm-hmm. You see Tony Stark wrap up his whole the arc that's been running since Iron Man 2 with his father. It yeah, it's like he mends their relationship in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to see that's the moment where, when Captain America sees Peggy Carter, yeah, that's that's a really emotional moment. That's when he decides he's gonna go back in time at the very end, yeah, and live his life with her. You also get to see Thor. You get to see him reunite with his mother, mm-hmm. and I think that's a that's a really interesting scene. That's very, it's kind of overlooked. I almost feel like because that's yeah. just that's so important to his character. That one scene there, mm-hmm. um, but really exciting, and yeah, a, a super good act.
0: Yeah, and then of course the final battle, which was just uh, the the whole third act was just incredible. Honestly, probably my favorite. Like, if I had to take a twenty minute period of basically any Marvel movie um, and call it my favorite. It had to have been this kind of third act that went down. Um, Anything from Thanos basically coming out and being like, you know what? I'm not even going to try to go find you. You're just going to come to me. Like that commanding presence was really interesting and really cool to see. Um, Kind of Thor gaining back some of that confidence, right? He saw an opportunity to end, kind of mend what he broke um, and, immediately drops any sort of the lack of confidence that he had um of course the amazing like scene when captain america picks up the hammer when everybody went nuts um and that was probably i mean you have to think about it of course but like definitely top five moments of all time in uh all of these movies for me was there And then, of course, when um, they all come through the portals and they all start fighting, I mean, that was just, it was such an incredible experience. And, I mean, it still brings you chills when you watch it now, if you um, have been watching these movies and know them well.
1: Yeah, and you get great action. Mm -hmm. All of your favorite characters are in there fighting. Uh, You even get some characters you haven't seen fight with the Avengers before, you know, you get Wasp, Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you get the great scene with Iron Man saving everyone, Yeah, which is such an emotional, great moment. Yeah, and we'll talk about their
0: characters also in a little bit, but um, kind of getting into some of the problems that we saw with the movie.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Nebula. Yeah. I've never liked Nebula. I think she's really boring. <laughs> yeah. She was still really boring in this movie. Yeah. But they kind of, they she gets center stage in this movie. She takes a really big role in the film. Yeah. It's almost like she's going on some sort of character arc or she's it's confusing because you get into past Nebula and present mm-hmm. Nebula, kind of see Nebula, her path to really stand up to Thanos, yeah, uh, break away from him. But it's never they never end it. Yeah, it's just you get that scene where Nebula kills old Nebula. Yeah, and, and that was kind of her at resolution. That point, yeah, you kind of think, okay, well maybe, in the big battle, they're gonna Gamora and Nebula are gonna stand up to Thanos. Mm-hmm. That'll be a good ending scene for nebula but that never happens mm. she never really has a ending yeah character moment to
0: thanos. i'm almost thinking they may address that in guardians 3 they may at Maybe. least address yeah. part of it kind of address the closure that came with thanos dying um it still won't resolve like it could have if they would have put that scene in there but um yeah and then also captain marvel um I mean, I think we have both we both went and saw Captain Marvel. We did a review over it that you can check out. That's on the Harbinger website, too. But, I mean, we both kind of had problems with the character overall. It just it wasn't... Um, she wasn't written well, um, for the most part, in her movie. Part of it just seemed really kind of stereotypical story and kind of stereotypical superhero. Um, and in this movie, it's kind of more of the same. I definitely don't like her any less um i think she's got so much potential to be an amazing character um if they can really find a good script and a good director um for the second movie but i mean in this movie it's just nothing not much changed um if anything it was a bit better because you saw her interact with some of the avengers and some of those were pretty cool interactions like with spider-man like i liked that that was awesome but um others were kind of just there there were kind of jumps in logic, right? You had her just absolutely destroying Thanos' ship and then standing up to him, and he, he was still menacing and kind of relatively easily. I mean, he had trouble, obviously, but he still won that fight. Um, but, I mean, I just her character as a whole, it almost felt like she was kind of that deus ex machina that kind of comes in and just saves, especially towards the end, it felt that way. But
1: she was also really cocky very Mm -hmm. arrogant she's always saying oh well you have me right i can i'm gonna save everyone she's in there for sure she blows up the ship which is really important but she's in there for like only a couple minutes at the end
0: yeah i mean yeah and i mean i think that goes back to i mean a lot of arrogance but not a lot of kind of earned arrogance it seems Mm -hmm. Uh, part of that's because we haven't seen what's happened since the 90s um and we haven't gained some of the character um change and character arc that we've seen from like tony stark or even Captain America to have some of that arrogance um, and display some of that. Like It seems that it's earned because of all the time they've spent on screen earning it. But um, a lot of it just kind of felt unyielded.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people have been saying the reason she isn't too great in this movie was because it was filmed before her actual solo movie. Yeah, There really was no improvement in this solo movie. I, I thought she was
0: better in Endgame. I, th- yeah. I, th- I thought the character mm-hmm. was better in Endgame.
1: She yeah, she still hasn't really found her character yet. Yeah.
0: I thought she played well off of some of the characters in Endgame. It just it it always felt kind of it didn't feel like a singular character in Captain Marvel. I mean, it it almost felt like it was more of Nick Fury's movie. I really like I really enjoyed Nick Fury in that movie. Mm-hmm. But um anyway, um there were uh kind of the balance between the character building and the plot elevation uh was a bit quick um which is kind of nitpicky but so some of the character building that happened post snap where they kind of really set up that um they have a lot of world building there but um and then all of a sudden it seems as though time travel is kind of invented in a flash or tony stark kind of nails it in a flash um i think if they could have done a bit better of a job for some of the people like i mean i picked it up first or second showing that it took time for him to build it but i've heard a lot of people say it and i i could see how it would be confusing it seems like he invents time travel in like 15 20 minutes when in reality that must have been a months and months process they could have done a bit better in kind of dating that and kind of um displaying that it was more time but again that's nitpicky i i really didn't have too many problems with the movie
1: yeah it was it was solid movie you could the script was really it was really solid
0: yeah um, so now, kind of going into the characters, um, if you want to talk a little bit about
1: Thor, yeah. So I think I liked Thor. He was the most controversial, char- controversial character in the movie. A lot of people didn't like it. Um, I think a lot of the complaints were were, were pretty stupid. Yeah. That they had with them, I thought it was a natural progression to his character arc. Yeah. Because you've seen you've already seen him go through a lot of grief in Infinity War. Yeah. And you know he's lost everyone he loves basically, mm-hmm. and so he gets that one chance to kill Thanos, he he misses it. So basically he's taken one hundred percent of the blame, of the snap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's obviously super depressed. So at the beginning of Endgame, you see before the time jump, you see him brooding and angry, and you can tell that he's pretty he's pretty angry. And then you know you get the scene where he kills Thanos. Yeah. It's, and I really like that scene because it's not played as a heroic moment. It wasn't one. Like yeah. it wasn't a win. It was a really sad moment because they still know that there's no way they can save everyone. Yeah. But uh I think it would have been weird if they just kept him like that in the time jump. Yeah. Like he would just still stay brooding. He's never gone up against opposition like that. He's never lost like this before. Uh-huh. So I think it's it was interesting to see how he dealt with that, and I liked it. I liked how he was a wreck. Yeah. You know, and it felt like something Thor would do. Yeah. I didn't think it was too far off of his character.
0: No, especially the one developed in Ragnarok.
1: Right, and then you get the awesome scene with him and his mom, and he everything's kind of resolved. Yeah. And he realizes, you know, even though I, I failed, mm-hmm. I can still be, you know, I'm still worthy.
0: Yeah, and I I really like kind of how, like, I mean, if they didn't go that way with Thor and they didn't bring him to his lowest point um, and didn't kind of go off of kind of the human-esque character that they kind of built in Thor Ragnarok, they could have easily kind of digressed into the problems of Thor 1 and Thor 2 where we didn't see very much of a comedic human Thor. We saw kind of like this kind of old, like, Norse god, right, that just was, he was old English and just it seemed like a bunch of old angry british people yelling at each other that doesn't necessarily make a good movie so um he, he would have seemed like that right i mean if they brought him 5 years in the future and he's been through all this and he's just kind of been determined for 5 years we that wouldn't be uh in, that wouldn't be an interesting direction for his character cuz he's already been there he's already been to the point where he's very serious and um steadfast in that way they brought him to his lowest point and then made him work for it to get back up. And um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes, probably in Guardians 3 now, um, with that character and kind of to see how he gets out of that slump.
1: And it's also, that's not to say that his character was perfect. I still think, for me, I I would have liked the movie a bit more. If that that trinity of characters, Iron Man, Captain America, both get a lot of time yeah. in development, I think it would have been a little better if Thor got kind of a sort of a re- resolution. Yeah. But overall I was I was fine with this character. Yeah. I'm interested to see what they do next.
0: Yeah. Um and anyway for, for Hulk, right, where they brought Hulk, I loved it. I mean, Infinity War especially, I couldn't stand the way they used his character. I mean it was just it was hard to watch in in certain ways. I mean, um not necessarily to say Mark Ruffalo did a bad job, it just didn't seem like he didn't seem like a scientist at all, that's the first thing. He didn't seem like a hero of almost any kind. Um, and a lot of it was just kind of hard to watch. It didn't seem like him at all. Um, and it didn't seem like who the character was being developed as in Age of Ultron. And then they brought Professor Hulk to the screen, right? The kind of putting together kind of the brains and the brawn, like he said, the best of both worlds. And I loved it. It was really fun to watch. It was really interesting and a really nice digression just from like big angry guy or kind of like awkward scientist guy that like especially in ragnarok too like i like it was almost like why are you here other than hulk it just didn't seem like he had much of a character path um but i i really liked what they brought him in endgame and he was so important in the movie too right from the snap um to kind of throwing himself into the quantum energy i know they didn't get very far there but he at least helped with that um towards the end of the movie, right, with um, Captain America, he was the one who was carrying on the quantum technology, right? I mean, he was still working it after Tony had died, after everything had happened. He was the one who, was, who had probably built that new little interface that they had at the end of the movie, right? That was all new. Um, he probably is developing that as well. He was way more important in this movie than he had ever been before, in the sense that before it was all about kind of smashing things and winning a one-on-one fight in this movie it was a lot more than that
1: yeah I liked him too I thought he was great in the movie I think it, it, it's if you look at his character in the grand scheme of things though mm-hmm. it, it's pretty they ignore everything they've really built up with him <clears throat> because you know he's one of his big character beats especially in the first two Avengers is that he's got a he, he needs to be able to control the Hulk mm-hmm he, he kind of gets to that but he really it's like an uncontrollable force. Yeah. And then to finally seem overcome that is cool, but it doesn't yeah. really feel as earned cuz you never see him go through that. It's process. off screen, yeah. But I mean, it's still good to see that he he over he I think
0: that. I think that magnitude would have been raised a lot if Hulk hadn't if if Hulk was like wrapped up in this movie. His character arc is not wrapped up yet. They're, they, the or at least the one that has been wrapped up was wrapped up with Professor Hulk, and he's on this new one, right? I mean, they're not done with the character. I can guarantee yeah. that much. And if they were done with the character after this movie, I would have had probably a pretty big problem with the way that they kind of handled his arc. But I know, I know that he's not done. So I think, I think it'll be interesting to see where he goes.
1: They also did nothing with the, <clears throat> sorry,
0: the Natasha thing. Yeah, he liked her, but. I yeah. mean,
1: with Professor Hulk, you never could have made that work. And mm-hmm. I was a little sad for that, but, you know, not too many complaints. That's yeah. not too bad. Um, and then Iron Man. Amazing. Oh, my God. The way that they finished up his character arc. So all of these aspects of his personality kind of come into play and are resolved. He's always had that fear of, you know, Thanos in the, the in space and all that. And he he kind of really, he's obviously crushed with Infinity War. That's always been his big fear that yeah. Thanos would win. And that happens. So you get to see him overcome that. You get to see, you know, they talk about an Age of Ultron. He wants to settle down like Hawkeye does. He, yeah. get, he gets that. He gets his win there. But then you also see his whole thing has always been selfishness. Mm-hmm. You get to see him overcome that. And finally be selfless and put everyone else in front of him by sacrificing himself, by snapping his fingers uh, to defeat Thanos. Yeah. And uh, there's a really interesting parallel because you get to see how Iron Man, you know, he puts everyone in front of of him, finally gets over that selfishness. Yeah. But then Captain America finally stops putting everyone in front of him and gets to be a little selfish. Yeah. He gets to have his, and it's well-deserved, he gets to have his... His dance. Oh, yeah. He
0: gets to go back in time. I mean, I think Iron Man and Captain America have almost equally amazing arcs in these movies. Probably Iron Man just a bit because of just how like how kind of the same him and Tony Stark are at this point, right? Um, Which is amazing, right, to see him on screen as Tony Stark. But I think Captain America, the way that the directors kind of put him and Tony Stark on this inverse path, right? And what's what's interesting is Christopher Marcus, or Marcus, Marcus and McFeely, the two writers, have written Captain America 1, they wrote Winter Soldier, they wrote Civil War, they wrote Endgame, and they wrote Infinity War. They've taken Captain America on this amazing arc from the beginning of Cap 1 to the end of Endgame, right? They started him out as this selfless, kind of like overwhelmingly decent character that was just this decent person, and that was kind of always how it was. And they slowly kind of... So they took him down a peg. They made him lose trust in everything he believed in, right? The government. Um, He fought for his people. He fought for the government. When you take that trust away, what happens? And then we see. um, And kind of gets to a different low in in Infinity War as kind of this um, underground kind of vigilante. And then they bring him back up in Endgame. But the way that they kind of... I mean, he saved the universe he has lived his entire life out of time right not with the people he believed he should have lived it with and all in the end to kind of go on it's it's almost like there's a big circle and at one end you have captain america the other end you have iron man it started out iron man was on the selfish end captain america was on the selfless end and they almost started revolving and almost switching places Captain America's action at the end of an, end of Endgame in my opinion was not selfish at all. It was probably maybe a bit selfish relative to the things he's done before, but that was so deserving the way that he went back. I mean Yeah, definitely. I mean and um it was just just the when you watch those cap those uh the Captain America trilogy and then you see Endgame and then you see the way that his character is ended. I mean it's perfect. There 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 isn't a better ending for him.
1: Oh yeah. He was, he was great. Um, uh, another thing that I thought was really interesting, there's when Iron Man and Captain America are arguing in the Avengers, it, it's funny to see how Iron Man goes, or Iron Man says everything that came out of you was made in a lab. Yeah. And you see Captain America pick up a hammer. Yeah. And it's like... Everything hey. special. Yeah. And so not everything special came from a lab, uh-huh. for, or um, from a test tube or whatever he says. Because uh-huh. Captain America, it's about what's in his heart. Yeah. And then... Captain America says you're not willing to lay down on a wire and let the other man crawl over you. Iron Man does that. He he does sacrifice himself for yeah. everyone else.
0: And the most grand way he could have. Mm-hmm. And I mean it was just it was incredible to watch. Especially and I mean, as you watch those Iron Man movies, I mean I said it right before Endgame Two. I was like I mean, part of me is like they're di- they're like dying to Have him be a sacrifice, right? I mean, like, it was so, it seemed like it was just so in that direction. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, nah, they won't kill him. They won't kill Iron Man. But they went ahead and did it. And I really think that in hindsight, I mean, it's the best way they could have gone with this character. Right. And I mean, they were paying him so much, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were paying him a lot. (laughs) Yeah. What also kind of, some of the best parts were the callbacks, right? Kind of going back to, what we had seen before in some of the movies. My favorite were almost all from the Captain America movies because, again, Marcus and McFeely wrote all those, so they were able to kind of flawlessly integrate some of those into the movie, right? Kind of that on-your-left, that obviously is probably the most famous one. Uh, taking all the stupid with you is kind of like um, the interaction that Captain America and Bucky had when they were back in the United States in the 40s, and... um Bucky was a soldier at the time and they had two girls with him and um, Steve goes off to try to join the army again and they hug each other. He's like, Dum. and that that interaction was really heartfelt in the moment and they completely flip it in endgame to where um, Bucky's saying goodbye to Steve as Steve is going off as the soldier, right, as the person who's going to go put back the stones and Bucky knows that he's leaving and I mean I thought that was just such an incredible callback and they, they filmed it in the same way if you go back and look at the shots you see like Steve with his head over his shoulder and then you see Bucky with his head over his oh, shoulder in the okay. same way I didn't know that it's yeah cool. and um, also kind of probably the best callback I've seen and a consistent callback this isn't just an end game. Um so back in Thor, in Thor 1 um, well in Endgame, New Asgard was in Tonsburg, Norway. It says that at the bottom. I had to go watch it one more time to make sure, but it is. And in Thor, they said that ancient Asgardians visited Tonsburg around, like, 1000 AD. And they fought the Frost Giants there, which was also in Thor. And this was all taking place in that Norwegian city. And in Captain America, the First Avenger, Red Skull found the Tesseract in a church in Tonsberg. It's got that subtitle that says, like, Tonsburg, Norway. And... Then, in Iron Man 2, there's a scene where they had the locations in the background. You can see Wakanda, which hinted at Black Panther. It's kind of that famous Easter egg scene where they've got the map, and then they've got the footage from Hulk in the background with Nick Fury, and they're talking about Avengers, and you see all those blips on the map. One of them is Tonesburg on the map. And and I don't know if this is a fact, but it kind of seemed as though Odin died in that same place, right? He died in Norway, and it was on those cliffs that looked very reminiscent of where they were in Endgame also Tonesburg, and now after all that after so many movies they go back and settle there after something they started 8 9 years ago in Thor 1 i mean that was that was incredible i mean just seeing that the fact that they were able to tie that together and that's not just a testament to the directors but a testament to kind of the whole cinematic universe at the same time
1: yeah i love that also the iron man, i am iron man oh my gosh right um you know they actually did that on
0: reshoots yeah, yeah you probably knew that but no yeah it was it was it was really interesting so uh, you could talk about it, yeah. Well, I just think it's... I don't know. It was, it was just a really
1: great line. I couldn't think of him saying anything else. It was his final line.
0: Yeah. I mean, they had said that like before it had just been Tony Stark smiling with all the stones and then snapping, and they were like, something felt unnatural. And then their editor just shouted out, he's like, what about I Am Iron Man? And they're like, that's perfect. Like, kind of the way that Tony Stark kicked himself off as a character that wasn't as selfless, or wasn't as selfish, right? The the most... And it kind of was selfish in the same way, right? Saying, like, thinking about, okay, I need to keep myself quiet, and nah, kind I kind of want all the smoke. I want everybody to know. And he's like, I am Iron Man. Everyone goes insane. And he's, like, kind of all about himself. Um, and that's the way he said it in the first movie. And then in the last one, to kind of have it be almost... In kind of the best interest of everybody around him, saving the universe, doing it in that way was also incredible,
1: yeah, and then what about what about Thanos? Should we talk about him a little bit?
0: yeah, I mean Thanos in in infinity war, I think was just an incredible character. um I think it was probably, in my opinion, the best part of infinity war was seeing Thanos in oh, his yeah. development, and I mean he wasn't necessarily an antagonist, which is what I loved even more. They made him seem menacing, and they made him seem pretty much like a villain too. But he was kind of on the hero's journey, right? In the beginning, he kind of kills Thor's family in what he sees as kind of a righteous thing, right? He's doing it in what he sees as the best interest of the universe. Thor almost plays the villain, right? He gets his family killed, he loses everybody, and is determined on killing Thanos and doing whatever he can to do it. It's almost like um, Civil War where... uh, you had, um, you basically had, uh, Baron Zemo, like, lose his family and then be just hellbent on ruining the Avengers, right? It's almost like that, except Thor was hellbent on ruining Thanos, even though Thanos had what he saw as good intentions. And then in the end, when Thanos snaps his fingers, I mean, you see him basically win. He, it was his movie, it was, he was the protagonist of Infinity War, I felt. And then at the end, when he's looking on what he considered the Grateful Universe that was the end of that too. Um the end game was very much the Avengers movie. Um I really liked the Thanos, the more mature Thanos that we saw in Infinity War more than Endgame. Endgame kind of just seemed a bit more one-dimensional and a bit more um kind of intense and violent. In, in Infinity War we saw a Thanos that really only made a couple kills to kill, right? Like like Loki. Loki was a revenge kill. And that one was probably out of menace. Once he got that second Infinity Stone and took off his armor, there was no, like, he had mercy, right? He didn't kill people that he didn't need to. He could have killed anyone that stood up against him, right? Especially in that ending scene when he was going to Vision. He obviously had to kill Vision because he had to get the Mind Stone. Everybody else, right? Captain America, standing up to him and he looked super surprised as Captain America was holding his arm he could have ended captain america using any one of those stones in some way but he didn't right he kind of he spared all of them and just to get to his goal and he was almost like he wasn't going to kill them because he was going to let fate decide with the snap and i thought that was just an it was so interesting to see that that we hadn't haven't seen that villain like that in the mcu but in endgame again he kind of just seemed more of that merciless violent figure And, um, almost like a different character. I didn't enjoy it a lot, but you still saw some of the same Thanos, and I definitely felt some of the same closure of kind of a payback of sorts.
1: Yeah, and also because it was 2014 Thanos instead, Mm kind of took away some of that impact. Yeah. Um, when all these characters come back and fight against him, you don't really get that same level of revenge, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, but... I don't know. I still liked him. They didn't need to have... Thanos already had his movie, so I don't think they needed to have a ton of Thanos. No,
0: they didn't, and that's what I loved about it. They didn't focus too much on him. Yeah. Uh, One thing that I did think was kind of annoying about how they used Thanos, and that's kind of nitpicky as well, was kind of a lot of his... The majority of his screen time, other than the final battle, was in that little room with Nebula. I don't know why that irked me so much, but it was just kind of annoying. I kind of wanted to see him in other places. Um, I think in earlier versions of the script I'd heard, they had him chasing around the Avengers to try to stop them from getting the stones. I think if they could have made that work, it would have taken a lot of that urgency that you had talked about kind of having a problem with. I think that would have made the movie a little bit better, honestly. It would have raised the stakes, right? They had to go do it quickly, and they had to get out of there, or else Thanos would stop them. Um, But, I mean, the stakes still felt relatively high to me. I think they did a pretty good job with them. Um, especially, I mean, Thanos in the infinity war was incredible and Thanos in Endgame was a different version of himself, right? He was an earlier version, a less mature version, even, um, still kind of a genius, right? The directors talk about that. Thanos is like a genius. He is super smart, um, and super strong, obviously kind of just a superior being overall. And, um, they, they just made him a bit more merciless and kind of, uh, incredulous in this movie. And I thought it was it was interesting but i didn't think it was as good as infinity war yeah
1: i I would have to agree yeah yeah but overall the characters were handled pretty well i think they improved some also black widow definitely yeah i liked her a bit more hawkeye was great i really liked rocket as well oh i loved rocket he's so great i loved rocket
0: rocket was one of my favorites in the movie actually yeah Mm -hmm. i love what they did with hawkeye too um, I'm excited to see a lot of these characters come into like their respective like TV shows or some of the movies that Marvel's gonna do. Um, I think that'll be interesting, seeing where the MCU goes from here. Kind of with the different, kind of the multiverse. It almost seems like they're going that direction, um, which is really cool. I'm really excited because a lot of people were scared, right? You've got Iron Man died, Captain America's pretty much like he's got his closure, right? His character's probably done other than maybe cameos, but that's kind of a stretch even in itself. And so you've taken two of pretty much unarguably the most loved characters in the MCU on the wide base of fans, and you've gotten rid of them. And then they go kind of, how do you make it interesting now? Like, why? I, that was a criticism I saw. I hated it, but I saw the criticism where it was like, you've killed all the characters. You killed the characters that we cared about. And you left us with all the ones we don't. I'm like, that's, it's not necessarily true. They've got a lot of different cool ways they can go from here. And I think that was another thing that the movie did well, right? They they closed a lot of arcs, but they left some really interesting ones open.
1: And also, you know, obviously, Far From Home, they're going to reveal a lot about the multiverse now. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some, well, one thing, when Marvel acquired, you know, the rights to the X-Men and Fantastic Four, when they got Fox. Yeah. I was I really wanted them in the MCU but I was afraid that it was going to feel really forced to yeah. bring them in. It'd be weird like all of a sudden, oh, they're here. Come, all of them are coming out of the dark. Yeah. But having that open to different rea- or different um earths, then it'd be more natural to bring them in.
0: Oh yeah. Which would be interesting. I'm really excited to see where it goes. I mean, there are just so many different really cool ways they could go with it and um I mean, kind of to end it kind of my one of my favorite takeaways. Um, the way that they kind of just added en- an emphasis on Captain America's character arc and kind of where they ended him because um, the passing along to Falcon was so earned in the sense that I think that Bucky wasn't ever written as a character that could take the mantle, that would take the mantle. He almost seemed like a version of himself that was never really going to be corrected to a path of just automatic decency like total decency um he seems like he'd always kind of be a vigilante type from now on ever since winter soldier he's done too much wrong to kind of just gain back all that trust but sam wilson falcon seems just like such an obvious choice to me because i mean he opened his house up to captain America and black widow and winter soldier right i mean he took them in he fought with them and was basically like okay you're decent as well. I'm going to pour everything I have into making sure that the decency wins. Um, and, of course, he was uh, kind of the director of that um, relief group in Winter Soldier. But it just seemed like with the charisma and everything, it's it, it left it on such a good note. Closing up Captain America's arc, but also opening up kind of a new tangential one for Sam Wilson and Bucky. It, it was It was an incredible movie, and I think overall... Probably I'd have to say number two, um, Winter Soldier being on top uh, because, I mean, that's just an incredible movie to me. You're introduced to so many different interesting things that change the MCU forever, but it also seems like its own movie, so that had to be my number one. But Endgame, definitely my number two, and um, I'd probably put it at around 8.7 out of 10 um, if I had to give it a number. I've thought actually a lot about that number, and I think 8.7 is the one
1: yeah for me it'd be two or three i'm still not sure if i like in-game or infinity war more yeah um i think infinity war was definitely an event movie yeah but i think in-game was much more of an event Mm -hmm. this was a film looking at i think infinity war is more solid as an actual film yeah a cohesive film but i think in-game i may have enjoyed a bit more yeah so
0: but i'm uh, interested to see how the movies play together Oh, yeah i want i i when it comes out I'm really interested in seeing how the how the how they both play and kind of watching it at once and seeing yep. that entire story and then making that kind of thinking about endgame and infinity war as their own movie and then comparing it to some of the others. I think it's gonna destroy yeah. some of the other big like, stories mm mm-hmm.
1: But overall, yeah, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. I'm a harsh grader, but I still, mm-hmm. that's really good yeah. for me. Not even my favorite movies, a 10 out of 10. So, yeah. yeah. 8 out of 10. It was incredible. I loved it. Yeah.
0: Or 8.5. I'll say 8.5, actually. 8.5? 8. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was an incredible movie. Definitely, if you haven't, s- well, I mean, you have seen it if you're listening, but go see it again. Go uh, go, kind of look up. Go see some other perspectives online on YouTube, and Has then go see Avatar it again. yet? Has it? Beaten Avatar it yet? is not beating oh, Avatar. Yeah. It it. I don't know if it will. I no, mean, it needs to. Be. No, I know it needs to. But I, don't I mean, like cause nobody's. I I think Avatar is fine. It's just the problem is like nobody can tell you anything about Avatar right now. Right. Nobody nobody's I mean, what's seen the, Avatar. What's the in main the last character's name? I don't
1: know. No one knows. I think it's
0: Nick. I think it's Nick. I don't know, but maybe <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, they do have a bunch of those movies planned, but I mean, this one. I mean, everybody knows these characters so well and um, I mean it definitely deserves the top spot if it doesn't get it it still kick the crap out of anything else in terms of the opening, opening weekend and everything yeah. Um, but yeah I mean I, I really enjoyed the movie it was great can't wait to see what they do next yeah well uh, thank you for listening uh, my name is Ben Henschel I'm Lauder DeSantis alright and uh, thank you so much for listening